So what do you want to talk about next? Playing music high, recording high, drugs during the creative process. Um, first, do you have experience with, with trying that? Because I, 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 I have tried making music stoned, um, nothing else. You know, I guess you could count alcohol as being high as well. Um, what about you? Yeah, you I even... do. Why not, you want to go first? I do have some sure. experience with it. I can tell sure, you. Sure, sure. Okay. okay. Uh, I do not. I don't think I should do that anymore. <laughs> Alcohol, maybe a little bit, you know. Um, not drunk. Can't really do anything well drunk. But I also can't really, especially music production, maybe if it was guitar or something like that that like I have like muscle memory on maybe I would be able to find some new level if I was stoned or find you know do it in some weird way I mean that's usually what we're searching for right to like kind of get out of our normal thoughts and into some more interesting thoughts Um, Mm -hmm. but with music production you know the way that electronic producer does it it's very technical and you know you're polishing a song and you got to know what plugin to reach for it does not help <laughs> you're talking about in, okay well you're talking about working in the studio what about like your live dj sets oh um i can't do those stoned but i do drink um during my live dj sets for sure uh-huh. um okay. to uh to just help it to help lube me up kind of socially and not worry and not you know, I'll overthink it sometimes if I'm sober. I, I did it sober for like a couple of years, though, DJing all my shows sober. And the thing, the hurdle I had to get over after being used to doing them, not drunk, but, you know, getting there, uh, yeah. is that I, I missed, when I was sober, I missed not caring so much what the crowd is thinking in that moment. Because you do need to care, but you kind of also need to do what you know is best. And what, you know, and who cares if that one chick right there stopped dancing for a second? Who cares? Just plow through. Like, you're trying to get people in your hand on your side. So yeah. you, need to be, you need to move with confidence in order to get that. Really, more importantly than playing every song that they want is you kind of need to move forward with confidence. Like, no, no, this one is me teaching you something. And then, okay, this one is I knew you were going to love that one. Like, you guys all love that one. But then, you know, like, there's that push-pull of you're really doing it when you're teaching them something new and they're not like hey can you go back to that thing we know when they're like no 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 trust him on this one Ooh, i like that drop you know what i mean they're actually listening to the music and to new music that's when you're really doing it uh and it's hard to achieve that confidence sometimes when you're sober because you can see all the everyone looking at you and you know so it's different (laughs) Right. And it's even worse if you're stoned. You're like, now everyone's really looking at you. So what about you? Right. <laughs> um, I think I have a little bit of a different uh, take on it. Um, mm. I I don't do any drugs or alcohol when I'm playing. And in fact, I rarely do any drugs or alcohol at all, even when I'm not playing. Like I'm pretty much uh, a sober guy now for the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. Um, when I uh, am on stage, I need my full attention on what I'm doing. And I mm-hmm. need to, number one, if I'm drinking, I can't really hear if stuff is in tune. And I, mm. I noticed years ago, like I'm tuning my guitar 
and I'm like, I'm going past the note, I'm falling short, I'm like tuning it, tuning it, and tuning it, and I can't, can't hear what the hell is going on. And then I realize alcohol really inhibits my ability to like even tell if that's sharp or if it's flat, I can't tell. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge concern for me when I realized that because Sorry, that, that's like the bare minimum. That's okay. That's like the bare mm-hmm. minimum uh, is I have to know that things are in time and things are in tune. Mm-hmm. If I can't do that, then really, why am I even there? So, <laughs> I t- And I had some t- terrible gigs on alcohol, t- just horrible mm. stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I said, I just I don't want to do that anymore. I actually quit alcohol because of like it was just too expensive. I didn't like how much mm-hmm. money I was spending on alcohol, and I just said, Jesus Christ, you know, mm-hmm. it's like um, before you know it, your bank account is just like going down, down, down. You're like, where'd all my money go? Oh yeah, you went out every night this month. Yeah, so you're like broke. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then with uh, weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like actually even working with other artists who are stoned because I find mm. that uh, we're not like on the same wavelength. You know, I'm, I'm really talking a lot of times technical stuff, strategizing mm-hmm. stuff, how I want to affect the audience, what we're doing, what's the point behind all of it. And a lot of times musicians who are stoned, they're more at a different plane. They're more mm-hmm. in the moment and the moment is right. And I'm more like it's orchestrated quite a bit. I'm still in the moment. And when I'm singing, it's like surfing a moment. And I'm there and I'm there and I'm zeroing in on it. But I still, I don't lose my senses. So I'm still kind of, I want to know how the room is, where the people are. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not like a rowdy, you know, drunk fun loving person on stage i'm pretty i'm more like a little bit technician but i still get Mm -hmm. really into it i still get really emotional i don't need the the weed to become emotional on stage Mm -hmm. um it's it's spiritual it's moving and i don't need anything else and the, the the times i have done the drugs or the alcohol i found the gigs have just been terrible even though Mm -hmm. they sound better to me like i remember especially like yeah like if i'm playing like lead guitar Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm drunk or high, which, like I said, I don't do that anymore, um, man, it could sound amazing. It sounds so good, but it doesn't sound that good for the audience. It sounds good for me, you know, and it's like so mm-hmm. self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of, and what ends up happening is it becomes, music becomes a little more dull. Like it's not as thrilling, you know? Mm. It's more like, Sometimes picking up the guitar is like picking up a shovel. It's not mm-hmm. this magical thing that's elevating me and I'm floating away. Which it is what it is, you know. There's pros and cons to it all, I guess. But I felt like my music wasn't going to go anywhere if I was uh, intoxicated. I just knew that, that for me, there are some people who uh, are, they have a different path. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know. Um, Freddie Mercury, you know, like he, I guess he used to do a lot of cocaine before he would get mm-hmm. up on stage in front of ten, hundred thousand people, whatever. And he's amazing. Mm-hmm. People will say, "Oh yeah, you know, he's amazing because of the cocaine." If that were true, I had a former roommate who should have been Freddie Mercury. 
Okay, I don't think it was the cocaine. It made no, it's probably he was amazing in spite of the cocaine. Yeah, or maybe the co- or he was already amazing, and then the cocaine just took him to the to the higher levels to the stratosphere. But I don't. Yeah, the cocaine didn't make him amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't think so. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember I've, one time um, I was. Sorry, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to say I was on stage. Uh, I had a 12-string guitar, and the neck of a 12-string guitar is, like, really heavy. It's, like, heavier than the, the whole body, like, twice as heavy mm. or more. Um, mm-hmm. And I put it on a stool. I was really I – was, I was so – I don't know if I was nervous or what, but I was in the parking lot drinking wine, and mm-hmm. I was smoking weed, and then I got up on mm. stage, and this, there was a lot of people there. And mm-hmm. the guitar in slow motion – it was plugged in too. Just tip, dipped forward, crash on the mm. floor, and everyone in the audience was just—they're just blankly looking at me, like, Jesus. "What the hell is wrong with this guy?" So that was such a, a miserable gig for me that mm-hmm. I was like, after that, I was like, "Man, I, I'm not gonna." No, that was just so bad. I was thinking that I would get so high that my music would be amazing, but it was the exact <laughs> opposite. Yeah, it's got to be different. I mean, I mean, I've definitely had shows where I, oh God, I think I got a little bit too drunk on that one. And while it was okay, I can definitely do much better. Or I didn't really care to like, you know, make that transition to this genre or to this moment as smoothly as I would have cared if I was more sober, right? But then, completely sober, I do become a bit of a technician, but I don't engage as much. I mean, I, I, I've done it. I can do it. That's, that's, I, definitely, uh, that's definitely the risk, is that if you're too uh, sober mm-hmm. and dry, that you're not mm-hmm. really inviting them in. In a mm-hmm. loving, in a loving way, you know, and that, right? You know, they do say people who are sober is more serious. You know, you yeah, just, you that, got that's kind of it. That's you know? the vibe. Yeah, and so you mm-hmm. don't, you may not want that for your music. Mm-hmm. I can get that. So that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the the risk. But being it's too uh, serious it's a, when you don't want to be serious. It's a tightrope, you know. Yeah, because even I, even yeah. if, you know I, that two years or whatever when I was completely sober, and um, you know. I looked great. I exercised every morning. I was getting everything done with my channel and I can do that stuff, you know, make music, do the channel, even be engaging on the channel. Um, my YouTube channel, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, where I do music tutorials, it's DJ Quasar on YouTube, just so you know. Um, you know, that, that's no problem. It's literally in the, in the nightclub, packed house. It's it's not an i like i can't i feel like sometimes i can't tap into the to the collective energy either because it's like on a different level than where i'm standing absolutely you know, everyone like, especially everyone is, as everyone's night. everyone's drunk everyone's drunk up. or they're about yeah. to be drunk yeah so yeah so and then i'm kind of i while i have more patience i'm more annoyed with everyone you know somebody comes up and they're oh man your arm is so heavy on me and you're Ah, you're spitting in my face because you're drunk. I get it. You're excited to see me, and yeah, good hug. But uh, can you just leave? <laughs> it's like how I feel. 
versus drunk you're like yeah get over here buddy missed you you know so it's like little things like that i think people pick up on like a lot of um it's not people who didn't know me it's people who did know me that kind of Mm-hmm. maybe stopped coming out as much when I was sober. They're like, well, I don't want to deal with sober, you know, and maybe they just don't want to face it, yeah. you know, face their own lack of sobriety. And there's probably more to it, I'm sure. But dude, yeah, dude, you're just, yeah. I know exactly the, the predicament that you're, you're describing. Cause I, it's my, yeah. I, that's my life. You know, I experienced that day mm-hmm. in and day out. But I find that like, if you're, uh, if you know why you're there and, mm-hmm. Uh, you're there to to bring a certain brand of music to people. Um, mm-hmm. That's what people want from you, and that's what you're giving them, and that's why you're there. And as long as you're doing that, I think it's okay. Like, there's different mm-hmm. types of artists. There's different types of vibes, you know. And so yeah. people, yeah, people know if it's going to be like a, a situation where everyone is just fucked up and jamming, right? Probably I'm not. There's Dave Chappelle and there's Burt Kreischer. You know what I mean? Who is Burt? Is Burt Kreischer? Oh, he's the. Oh, he's a. Yeah, he's a stand-up as well. Um, But he like gets wasted, takes his shirt off. It's like a whole different, you know, thing. Um, Mm. And people expect to take shots with him. You know, yeah. So you're right. He's got a. He's got a vibe he's putting out, and then there's. I guess Chris Rock is a better example, someone who you never really ever see drink and is very focused and yeah. I think it's I think for uh songwriting, um to be loose however you get yourself there mm. is pretty valuable, it's pretty useful for writing. So like if you're mm. especially when it comes to lyrics, mm-hmm. um you don't wanna be rigid and you don't wanna be like I don't know, you just you need to be free. And so I can see mm-hmm. like I when I I used to I used to be high when I would write but it would always mm-hmm. I would always take it like, like almost like uh, precisely like I would take mm. a certain amount like consciously and it was very conscious very deliberately and it was mm. almost like uh, the treatment required it you know and then I was mm. very focused um mm-hmm. Like I found also the thing I will say this about weed and this has nothing to do with music specifically to music. It's just with weed in general is uh, I find a little bit of weed can go a long way. And I my whole life. Yeah, totally. I've known people that they just wake up and they just start taking these massive bong hits. They take bong hits before bed. You don't need that much Mm -hmm. weed. In fact, Mm -hmm. you know, I think even like a little bit of weed like every six months can be mm-hmm. completely like mind expanding. You don't need it every day for God's sake. It's so powerful. People don't even realize how powerful it is. And mm-hmm. the more time you spend not high, um, the less you need to really get its benefits. And I do think there are benefits. Everything has benefits, but I do think you reach that point of diminishing returns very quickly. Oh, yeah. We, so I, I, I've definitely been there. Pick on, Sorry. yeah. Like I'm like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan is a brilliant podcast host, and he's, his conversations are stellar, and it's engaging, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. But that guy smokes too much weed. <laughs> Way too much weed. I'm yeah. sorry. He's, yeah. He smoked a little bit less. You know, the podcast would probably uh, won't <laughs> suffer. They won't suffer, I don't think. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I used not to being be judged. A... I'm not judging him. 
No. I'm only Jesus. I'm only judging him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know, people be like, "Fuck you for saying this about our hero." No. I mean, I I how about this? I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Okay, um, thank not you. Not just about Joe Rogan, but um, about weed in general, especially just if you're a weed head out there, just just give this a thought. I used to wake and bake, smoke all day, spend a decent amount of money on weed too. Yeah. Um, bought a volcano. Like I was like taking things to the next level. Thought about, oh wait, did I buy a dab rig? I think I did. That's when you know you're in too deep. Do you know what a dab rig is? No. So it's like a um, apparatus that you buy, and then you, dab is concentrate. So it's like, um, okay. is it like hash? sticky resin. It's not, hash. It's, I guess hash is kind of concentrate too, but it's different. I think because okay. they, they also sell hash at this place too. So you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. They just call it concentrate or they would call it um, like there's a bunch of different types of concentrate anyway. Okay. They're shatter. That's like a kind of looks like, like, you know, the flat Jolly Ranchers. If you smashed one of those, it looks like that. Oh. It's like colors. Okay. Anyway. But, yeah, you would take some concentrate, one of the many types, and uh, you, like, heat up a bowl. It's, it works just like a bong, but you heat the bowl mm-hmm. up a lot mm-hmm. with, like, a torch. And then you put the concentrate in it and kind of swirl it around. And then there's these little balls that are also hot in there, glass balls, that swirl around and basically vaporize very quickly the concentrate. And then you, mm-hmm. you know, inhale it down. Anyway. Don't know why I need to really explain that, but it's just no, it's, the next level of. The... Okay, good. Uh, it's the next level. It's the I'm not fucking around anymore smoke setup. <laughs> I mean, business. Uh, and you've basically diminishing returned yourself out of just smoking a little bit of flour, and now you're looking for the next high. Um, yeah. So if you're that guy out there, and now, and let me, just to contrast it, I now can barely smoke (laughs) yeah like if i take a hit off someone's little like vape pen while i'm djing i'm fucked i can't even do that anymore because i know because i accidentally did it you know you forget that you have no tolerance like it's like if you quit drinking for a while and you have like one glass of wine you're like oh shit i can't even drink that um i to those who are in the throes of their you know it's weed addiction let's just call it what it is uh Try your best to get out because it's way better. You're going to get way higher and way more deliberately and way, you know, you, if you want to smoke to just forget and relax and watch a dumb movie, you can't even do that when you're at that level of smoking every day and all that. But you can when you're out of that habit. And uh, I don't miss waking baking. I don't miss being, you know, I'm putting air quotes up because you're not really high, but high all day. Yeah. Um, in fact, I look back and wonder how much more I could have accomplished if I wasn't that. Um, so, yeah, a little goes a long way. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. No, I like that. I like, um, yeah, what your, uh, your take on it. <laughs> yeah, I think. But you're, you know, as in, in the DJ world, it seems like yeah. there's just a lot of pills, a lot of drugs, like it almost, sure. right? At, at one point, for sure, a lot, a lot. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any bar or club. I that took a pill have... in Ibiza. Was that song? Yeah, I took a pill that in Ibiza. Time. Yeah. That, that kind of vibe? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there was a while for a while there. Song by the way, great song. It's a great song. Mark Posner is very talented. He's super. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's written a lot of hits. Um, Yeah, he's a great songwriter. Absolutely, Um, but yeah, um, there was a time there, yeah, where you didn't really go. I think it was also like, I don't think people understand electronic music the way they want to pretend they do, especially when it's hot. So they kind of go to get fucked up, and then you do kind of understand electronic. If it's like a ho- all house night, let's say, or all trance night, or whatever the night is, and it's like DJs lined up that are going to play strictly electronic music, whatever their type is, and then you know maybe a headliner that you do know, and you maybe you know their songs, but it's going to be a long night. I think those are the times where a, a casual electronic music fan would rather do that on some sort of pills or mushrooms or something like that um Mm. because you do understand it more (laughs) um as a casual listener but i don't and then it becomes a trend that everyone does that and also the lighting they like set the lighting up so it just works with those sort of scenarios but i don't that's that time is kind of past people aren't on molly everywhere anymore um yeah yeah, Molly, which is I've you never know, taken. Ecstasy. I just remember that I haven't heard that word in like years. <laughs> that word Molly. Good, yeah, exactly. See, um, yeah, but there still aren't very many clubs uh, or bars or whatever where the people aren't doing cocaine. There, that still seems to be pretty prevalent, um, and of course everyone's drinking. And there's a lot of like weed pens. Those are like the three things I see still kind of prevalent. Weed. Oh, weed pens. Yeah, like someone, uh, someone, someone in the crowd, multiple people in the crowd have their little weed vaporizer pen, and they're hitting gotcha. it. Um, I thought you when you said weed pen, I thought you meant like a pen of people, like people in a pen. They're pen. Oh, right. They're all doing weed together, <laughs> like in the corner. I'm uh, one yeah. of the weed pen man over there. Uh, yeah, I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> Segregating when, you know, over there. Yeah, well, I I think weed affects people differently and and drugs Mm -hmm. affect people differently i think um if weed is stronger today than in previous decades which they say it is right it's more Mm -hmm. potent and i remember um in college it just felt like a little bit of a just a little bit above a cigarette like we smoked weed Mm. it wasn't like you lost your mind but it seems to be uh possible to lose your mind now with, with the, oh, just the, the sheer potency of of some of the i think the sativa is the more vicious right mm. the sativa is pretty i mean insane. they both can be i mean in, in my opinion i don't really drink uh, smoke sativa that much because it is kind mm. of a mind fuck um yeah. but indica can floor you and make you nervous and yeah it's a whole different yeah. different thing, same potency, same issue. I think it just, I, I feel like when I was in college, anytime I smoked pot, it was just a little bit kind of relaxing, kind of like relax your mm-hmm. muscles and stuff like that. And, um, but I did find that uh, certain types of, uh, certain times would just be like, man, this is not good for my head. And I think certain mm-hmm. people have, um, might have like schizophrenic tendencies certain Mm -hmm. psychological issues that can be like triggered and Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's for everyone so when people start saying ah it's harmless well maybe it's harmless for you 
but there are a lot of people that it really stirs up a lot of angst and terrible oh, yeah. stuff. So not it's not yeah. the same for everyone. You you can't say it's the same for No, everyone. and especially now that the potency is so high. Uh yeah, it's 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 addictive and I know people don't say that either, right? Um it is. Um yeah. I think anything is. It totally is. Um sugar can be, you know, salt can be, I don't know. It seems like everything can be depending on how much you like it and then how much you do it. It can become your body can start expecting it. Um, you ever been to Am- you ever been to Amsterdam? I have never been to Amsterdam. I was in Amsterdam. I had a twelve-hour layover in Amsterdam, oh, shit. and I went right to the red light district. <laughs> I was like, I had to see what this <laughs> shit is about. Right, right. And they have menus. World famous. Yeah, the menus and Moroccan this and Turkish that, and you know, you you order it up. I don't recall if I did anything because I remember I didn't want to miss my flight but mm-hmm. um, but it was amazing because that was a novelty a day a city where weed was legal which there was there were none and mm-hmm. here it is it's on a menu and now it's legal everywhere you can have it delivered to your house except it's not legal here in Texas actually oh um, really you're kidding yeah it's kind of surprising right um, but I had no idea. I thought uh, it was legal. I thought I had no idea. It is not. Yeah, I, um, I, you can buy this, a certain. And type. Joe Rogan moved there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 